I think the best part of being an entrepreneur, though, is just seeing your ability to actually create and then fail at something, and then you're like, you know, I actually did this, right? Yeah. You actually succeed at something that was your own yeah. and not somebody else dictating to you or even pushing you to do that. You just got up one day and be like, you know what, I'm going to do this, and yeah. you got it done. Hey, well, welcome everybody to the next episode of the Unbiased Truth Podcast. I have with me today Latoya Perkins. Hey, hey, <laughs> and uh, she is a realtor here in uh, Metro Richmond, and we have been working together for a couple years now, right? Yeah, yeah. almost four years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah been a while. Been so, a while. That's right. It's that's a good right. ride. So tell Take us a little bit about point. yourself. Well, um, as you guys already know, Sidari says I'm Latoya Perkins. I am originally from Montego Bay, Jamaica. I've been here for quite some time, which y'all know. So, yes, don't ask. It's been a while. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've been in real estate for five years and absolutely love it. It's challenging. It helps me grow. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Um, random fact, we just got back from Montego Bay for a week of a uh, vacation. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was good times. Um, enough about that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <sighs> you moved here uh, from Jamaica, whatnot. Um, you got into real estate. What was you doing before real estate? Before real estate, I was a, or still am, certified medical assistant. So I have medical background. Nice, nice. I also have a pre-degree in nursing and respiratory therapy. So what made you jump from all that to flexibility? Flexibility and the control of my own money. Yeah, that's that's the law that they sell you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Flexibility. Flexibility, yeah. 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 So, I mean, mean, as we know, medicine's like, it's really restrictive. So you got to be in the building 12, 14-day shifts. And and at the time, too, I had two young kids, so... Mm -hmm. I would get I was getting up at five in the morning, and getting to work by like seven after getting my kids to daycare or wherever we were going, and not get off to like four or four thirty. Pick my kids up, make dinner, go back to sleep, rinse and repeat was just not a fun schedule for me. Yeah, I could only imagine what it was for my kids. Yeah, right. They're like, I don't see my mom for maybe like two hours, yeah. like one hour before we go to bed because we eat and then go to sleep, get yeah. up the next day, rinse and repeat. I was just like, hmm. I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't grow up like that. Um, and so I didn't like the fact that my kids were not seeing me. Right. Flexibility was important. So you are, how many kids you got? Four now. And four now. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be five. Right. Yeah, one, of them, one of them just got lost right, somewhere. Yeah, one of them got lost somewhere. Um, so four kids, and what's the age ranges? Um, my oldest just turned 19. Mm-hmm. And my second oldest is about to be 17. My son just turned 11, and I have a nine-year-old. Nine-year-old. So five years ago, you know, that's, you know, five years younger, all of them, Mm -hmm. you know, school age and whatnot. Yeah. Single mom. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually started out, I started out recently. My son was probably around, he's 11 now, so five. Yeah. Yeah. So how was that like with five kids and this flexible job of real estate um, where your money depended on closings? Um, <laughs> fun. Yeah. Fun. That's what I have to say. It's, it's fun. It's, um, it's a crazy challenge every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it still is. But um, getting kids to school and then trying to 
make money in between is kind of fun. But yeah, you, you just make sure you become a squirrel after a while, right? You start yeah. storing up nuts and <laughs> making right. sure that, you know, you budget and stay on budget and right. make your bills, basically. Yeah, it's always it's always, you know, when, when I was doing you know, my previous life um, <laughs> you know, fire service or whatnot. Yeah. It, it looks good from the outside because of, of, well, you only work 10 days, you know, 10 days a month, you're off 20 days, but those 10 days are 24 hours. And I can almost guarantee you that if there's a event or a anniversary or a birthday or a soccer game or something, mm-hmm. you're working, you know, yeah. uh, or when you're getting ready to go home and I say, Hey, look, congratulations, mandatory overtime, you know, always working. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, which which was part of the reason for the transition to you know business owner um, yeah. for the same reasons the flexibility flexibility, flexibility yep. and, and air quotes um, true you know but there even even though you know we still do a lot of work on Saturdays and Sundays mm-hmm. and especially in those first couple of years just trying to build a business you know try you got to be available to you don't want to turn business away true uh, but it's still nice to be home every evening. Um, you know, uh, just like tomorrow, still nice. Tomorrow, um, son's school is going to um, Norfolk mm-hmm. for a field trip, you know, so he wants me to go to that. So right. it was nice to be able to block that off and and, and go to that. Don't have to worry about exactly. taking time off, you know. Don't have to worry about calling in sick, exactly. you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and all that stuff. And, you know, I can just go go do it, you know. So there there is some flexibility in there. That is very true. Um, yeah, and and uh, controlling your own money thing is definitely true. Um, you know, as we continue pushing through the shift slash slowdown, mm-hmm. um, seasonal slowdown, yep. you know, all all at once. Um, you know, but there's there's still something to be said that you know, part of what I do is all successes and failures based on my ideas. Right. Exactly. Not because I said, Hey, I think this is a good idea. And then everybody above me said, no, no, we're, we're just gonna keep doing it the same way. <laughs> you know? So nothing ever changes. True. So, so it's all on, on me. And while that's stressful, it's also fun, you know? Right. Right. Cause you can be innovative, um, do different things, see what works, that's see what true. doesn't work, things like that. I think the best part of being an entrepreneur though, is just seeing your ability to actually, create and then fail at something and then you're like you know i actually did this right you actually succeed at something that was your own yeah and not somebody else dictating to you or even pushing you to do that you just got up one day and be like you know what i'm gonna do this and you got it done you get to look back and be like you know what i'm proud of myself yeah and i would imagine um you know, because we just got two kids, <laughs> and there's two of us. Um, yeah. You know, and like right now we're we're in the fall sports for another yeah. few weeks, so it's Tuesdays through Sundays, right? Yeah. Um, you know, of soccer, softball, gymnastics, mm-hmm. uh, every day of the week, other than Monday. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's a trade off there. You know, yeah. so if Cindy has open houses or whatnot, you know, she may not get to make it to the game, but I'll take them, you know, vice Girl. versa. So how did you manage all that? <laughs> I knew this question was coming. <laughs> yeah. I was just waiting yeah. Okay. With all those kids. All right. So I'm going <laughs> to tell you a story. Okay. And then you just listen. All right. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> just listen. So I'm actually going to tell you my schedule. Okay. Huh? And I'm going to tell you. Probably not even the worst schedule I've had. I'm going to tell you one of the semi-worst schedule I have. So 
I had a client that was looking southwest of Virginia, and she has a house. So I listed her house, and I'm actually showing her houses. So I basically dropped my kids off at school, drove to North Carolina. <laughs> I have to go to North Carolina to get to Greensville or Lawrenceville because you have to go into North Carolina mm-hmm. and loop back into Virginia. Mm-hmm. So I actually drove there. It took me an hour and a half, two hours maybe, mm-hmm. showed like three or four houses, got back <laughs> <laughs> to Richmond, pick up all my kids, mm-hmm. got to football before 6 o'clock, fed them and got <laughs> And fed them. Fed them. Yeah. In between, yeah, and got in football by six, and don't get home till six thirty. Well, yeah. eight thirty, and then make something for dinner and go to bed. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's not the funnest thing, um, to be honest, because it's strategic. Yeah, I have to like basically sit out, sit down the day before, night before, even sometimes the morning, because I'll get calls and be like, "Hey, can I see this house?" And I have to sit down and plan out. It's going to take me an hour to get here. I can only stay here for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly 30 minutes. Turn around, take that hour, whatever, drive back. Yeah. And it's strategic. So everything yeah. I do is very strategic and time planned because mm-hmm. I've been driving for so long now. I can tell how long it's going to take me. Right. And I drive everywhere. I think I've probably been almost everywhere in yeah. Virginia, to be honest. And so I know exactly how much time it's going to take me. And I learn my clients. So I know how much time they need so that I plan for the time that they need. So I'm not rushing them or make them feel as if don't have the time for them. Right. Because it's, it's important, right? So I strategically plan out my time and my day to make sure I get all that done. You should, um, <laughs> you should get with Courtney so she can learn some <laughs> how, to, how to map sorry. out how long it takes her to get places. I have it mapped out. There was an accident, dead stop traffic, car in park. Remember that time you were supposed to do that event and you you missed it because you got lost? And then that other one that you got lost at? I'm being outed right now. I actually planned that too into my time frame. And then the third time you got lost? (laughs) I've only gotten lost twice. Um, This week. Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, Courtney. It's okay. It's all right. It'll get better. Okay, I know. Yeah. It'll get better. So, so what? How do you say? Do you set your? Uh, how do you set your clients' expectations with that? Because that's you know, because like I know you know, my busyness is more outside of the sports. Is just my work busyness right yeah um, and so it's not just inspections but it's you know it's this stuff and it's it's the the books and and all the other stuff um versus you know like cindy she's more involved with like the pto and mm-hmm. and whatnot um you know stuff that doesn't make us money um <laughs> she doesn't listen to this so it's okay uh, all right. um, but Poor obviously cindy. you have to you have to set expectations to your clients because especially during your kids busy times right yeah um I can't say I, I, I do that. No. <laughs> well, I say, well, I say that I put more of the stress on myself uh-huh. than my clients. So for me, well, my clients, I mean, they know I'm pretty busy. So they, right. they don't really, well, can't say that either. I set this petition for myself to start mm-hmm. out with. So in that way, if I 
plan out my stuff properly, it shouldn't interfere right. with my business. So I take on more of the stress, mostly. So my clients don't ever know if I have if I did 15 million things today. Right. They don't know because I'm always there and on time. Right. So, yeah, that's the answer to that question. <laughs> 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 that makes sense. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they don't know that I have a totally different, yeah. like, circus. Because I feel like yeah, <laughs> I'm right, an acrobat right. in the circus. They don't know that. Right. Because I make sure that I, I just plan out my stuff in yeah. accordingly to make sure that doesn't affect my clients or my business. Yeah. So I think it just goes to show, because there's a lot of people, um, and, and we've talked about this with other people, just, you know, as we, you know, shifting market again and all mm-hmm. that stuff that... There's a lot of people that just don't find a time to do things. And That's I think true. you're just a testament to, you know, single mom, four <laughs> kids, you yeah. know, um, and, and you're driving two hours to go show houses and get back and still do mm-hmm. football practice and dinner and, and all that stuff. Yeah. That, that it can be done, you know. It can be it's done. A, it's a grind and it's hard. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean, you know, it can't be done. And, That's true. And I think a lot of people just don't ever cross that threshold into hard. Is, is the biggest I, problem with people. I agree. I think that everybody thinks it's too hard, so they just don't do yeah. it, right? But the end of the day is um, I have set expectation for myself, mm-hmm. right? And if I expect my kids to follow what I'm teaching them, mm-hmm. first of all, I have to do it myself. Right. Right? <laughs> if I'm not doing what I'm teaching them, are they really going to follow anything I right. say? Because they're not going to even trust that I can do what I'm teaching them to do right? right and first of all life is hard nothing's gonna be handed to you yeah okay yeah first lesson you need to learn yeah. regardless of what everybody's telling you nothing's gonna be handed to you so if you don't go out there and get what you want it's never gonna come to you right right so if you don't set expectation for yourself nobody's gonna follow so i set it for myself and i just make sure that i plan it out accordingly and i get it done right. and i do it every single day yeah Good times. And you would never know. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. You will never know. So what's been one of the challenging aspects for real estate? Um, right now, the ever-shifting market. Right. I think um, with the ever-shifting market, we're seeing buyers getting more and more scared of actually buying a house, right? Because we started out with this 3% that gave everybody this hope that, hey, right. everybody can buy a house, which is true. Everybody can buy a house, right? It's just if you have a will to buy the house, you can get there, right? right? So everybody can buy a house. But with the fact of the shift with the 3%, everybody could buy. Now it's risen, and then it's kind of shifting back and forth. So everybody's like, well, maybe I can't buy. And everybody's scared to try. Right. So that's, that's, the, that's the issue right now is that everybody's just scared to go out here and try and buy a house. Yeah, it's been interesting um, on our end. Um, you know, we're still doing okay for inspections. You know, they're, they're still coming in, but there's no rhyme or reason. Like for two years, three years straight, it was, and it moved a little bit, you know, Sunday evenings through Monday mm-hmm. was all the phone calls. And then it was Mondays and Tuesdays was all the phone calls. And then the rest of the week, you know, eh, you know? right. Um, but cause it was all these showings on Friday, Saturday, Sundays, review offers on Mondays or Sunday nights or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, so now we've kind of hit one week where uh, we'll go into the next week with 20 on the books, you know, um, you know, 80% booked or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. And then we'll go into the next week, the following week, with just a couple come Monday morning. But by the end of Tuesday, uh, we're, you know, mm-hmm. so, and they're, you know, sometimes they just trickle in all week. So yeah. it's, it's, there's no rhyme or reason now. It's just, and then of course, and I think some of this also dives into COVID for the last few years, yeah. you know, because July, um, from what I've heard from a lot of people, was July took a dip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and all the school was out. Mm-hmm. COVID restrictions were relaxed for the first time yep. in three years everywhere. Uh, so, and on top of just the rates, that's when the rates started to go up. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and then August shot back up. You know, September was crazy busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now... You know, no COVID restrictions falls here, so everybody's going apple picking and yep. um, all their fall festivals, right. and you know all all the stuff that that people just haven't been able to do last three years. Exactly. So it's really hard to pinpoint, um, in my opinion, you know exactly where we are as a market. You know, because there's just too many factors to say. I agree with that. Is there a slowdown because of the rates? Mm-hmm. Sure. You yeah. know, but inventory is still low. So, Very. you know, um, yeah. you know, so maybe people are just taking some time now to go pick some apples and, and ride some hay rides and, you know, I think uh, it's a combination. Yeah. I think it's just a little <laughs> bit of everything. Yeah. Right? I think a little you bit know, of people everything. People are just finally getting to enjoy their favorite time of year. Not my yeah. favorite time of year. My favorite time of year was, you know, about a month ago when it was still warm. Yeah. <laughs> I, agree. So, uh, I agree. But they're getting to enjoy uh, a time of year that they haven't been able to enjoy the last three years because of right. restrictions, you know. So uh, I think there's quite a few factors in all of this as I to why totally we're seeing, agree with that. you know, because, again, it goes back to that roller coaster of phone calls of when we get them, you know. So uh, if we don't, get an influx of phone calls on Monday, Tuesday that trickles in all week. That's, that's because it, stuff was going on this past weekend. You know, that so nobody true. was going around showing houses. So, um, that is, that is very true. I have a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of time. That's right. Yeah. Compared to summer. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and again, you know, every, every article that you read and whatnot, it's just doom and gloom and, and, you know, rates have doubled this year. You know, that's the headline, you know, well, they've doubled. Well, true. Yeah. But three to six, three and a half to seven. Right? That's double. It's not six to 12 or that's 10 true. to 20. Right. That's mm-hmm. not that kind of doubling. Um, so we just need to get some space to get that out of the new cycle. Um, and we start working on a normal, you know, well, now. You know, we've kind of normalized More of a it. normal yeah. market. Yeah. I agree you know, with Stabilize that. the rates. Um, everybody kind of gets used to it. Prices adjust accordingly and whatnot. So stop seeing all these $40,000 price drops, you know. <laughs> yeah. You've seen this. I was like, wow. Yeah, because that just fuels the speculation. <laughs> it, you know, it, it fuels does. the fears, you know. So, it does. Um, you know, prices are dropping. Prices are dropping. You know, crash is coming. Yeah. Like, no, it's just... No just stabilizing yeah sometimes you just miss the mark sometimes it's it's agents that don't price very well through inexperience or whatever and then sometimes it's just sellers because sellers want that is true um, 2021 prices you know spring 2022 prices yes and you can't tell them anything right no um, so, so, you know, a couple of different factors there, but I it agree. just doesn't help. No. <laughs> None of it helps. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Cause I know we did have like a lot of, um, new agents over yeah. the pandemic because I mean, 
it's good and bad because some people are in house and some people weren't coming out, but there's some that were and prices with the little bit that were coming out for the fact that the interest rate had fallen, it really hiked prices up, right? Because mm-hmm. the demand was there for it. Right. But then we have a lot of new agents that came in and just thought they knew what they were doing. <laughs> right. And not saying that they don't, but if you haven't been in the market prior to the pandemic, mm-hmm. you're, you're not able to better um, anticipate what's coming. Right. right. And so you're not able to to kind of map out the scenario. So it makes it harder for you to one price and then to be able to help your buyers. So a lot of I found a lot of. um buyers that actually bought with a new agent had so many more issues and so many more complaints about yes. their, so not only their service, but the value and the due and diligence I've seen that some, was done. I say I've seen, I've heard some stories uh, lately since, you know, inspections are back. Not that they went away for some, but, you know, uh-huh. they're they're back for everybody. Everybody. Uh, and now you've had agents that's never negotiated and they're having to negotiate for the first time. But they're, yeah. you know, see their Facebook persona, their experienced agents, you know, because they survived the pandemic. Yeah. And and <laughs> talking to agents that's been doing this for a while, that's on the other end of these negotiations. And they're just like, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't anymore. You know, yeah, like. Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I've been in, thank God I've been in enough of those negotiations yeah. to say something. But negotiate, like the fun, to me. You don't really start working until you have a transaction. Right. Right. Driving around, yes. I mean, it is work. It is. But you really, your skills and your know how and all that really doesn't start until you're under contract. Right. And one of the biggest things is your inspection. Mm -hmm. Right. If you can't negotiate an inspection, you're dead in the water. Right. So, which will (laughs) lead me to my next point. (laughs) We've done this a few times. Yeah. And uh, had some interesting ones. I bet. um, And whatnot. And and I know you've had some tough ones and some that go sideways. So how do you handle that um, when when you get to that point of uh, we've done an inspection um, and it's just unreasonable all the way around? You know, the client's being unreasonable. They're being difficult to work with, you know, stuff like that. So how do you navigate those waters? Um, first of all, when it comes to inspections, I like to set expectations. You know that. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes your life and your job so much easier. Because I think, honestly, it just starts with expectations, right? Prior to, especially during, um, at least I can talk for myself, during <laughs> my home buying seminars, uh-huh. I go over inspections right right? at least what to expect what not to expect kind of situation right and um so they already have that expectation right then second of all if i know it's a client that has how do i say this well clients that expect more than what they should have or should Mm -hmm. i normally have a conversation with you so you already know hey this is what this person is So just setting expectations all the way around. And then second of all, during the inspection, we still have the same conversation. Like, this is what defect is. This is what is cosmetic. So we're fully aware of what those are. So when we go into negotiations, well, and also with the fact that you also explain it again after (laughs) the inspection. 
It's also very, very important, um, which also helps to set those expectations. But once, you know, a client gets a little combative or, or resistance, you have to basically go back to reminding them, like, hey, this is a defect. This is a cosmetic. Like, right. defects are things that are actually unsafe. Right. Right. Cosmetic is just because you don't look pretty. That's right. That's right. Right. You can change that on your own. Right. And first of all, while at least when I walk through a house, I point out, I point out cosmetic stuff and I point out defects. And you know that we talk about this. Yeah. And we, there's times I will call you and send That's you right. pictures. <laughs> I am no joke. Um, so, you know, as a realtor, I think we also have to do our jobs and due diligence up front too. Right. So that when it comes to that, area where we're having issues with our our sellers or our buyers we have to go back to the fact that we've set this expectation the entire time right so pointing out defects and um cosmetic stuff during your walkthrough kind of helps your situation yeah so by the time it gets to the inspection i don't really have a lot of problem with my buyers right right it's mostly sellers when you're sitting there trying to get um these defects done can be really really painful right yes it can it, it's painful it's not even a joke it's painful but um and that's not always <laughs> or typically on like the seller's agent right because the seller's agent's just going by what they're told by the seller right? exactly they can't force the seller to do it can't force anybody they're just saying hey look this is what we agreed upon let me know when it's done right i mean exactly. if you need somebody i got recommendations if you want to call your person call your person and then they get the phone call, hey, we're done, we're ready to move on. And then um, something that we try to encourage very silently mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I don't want the schedule filled up with them, but they are very important. Yeah. And that's re-inspections. And, yeah. and, you know, Todd did one, I think, yes, yesterday, and, like, nothing was done, you know. Uh, but the agent was told everything's done. And, that's true. And here you are. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but when you do have like a difficult, you know, inspection mm-hmm. negotiation, I always recommend a reinspection. Right. Because chances are nothing's going to be done. Yeah. Right. I always tell people, you know, 50-50 at best. That's that's average. You know, for for me is about 50% of it's done, 50% of it's not done. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't I think I I've had that. maybe one where everything was done. Like one inspection, yeah. one reinspection where everything was done. Yeah. And, uh, that's true. Yeah. And like I said, 50 50 is average. Yeah. So I've noticed that some agents get on the low end of that average all the time, but that's why it's called an average. So, yeah. <laughs> that's true. So, so yeah, it's always challenging for that. And then sometimes, depending on the seller and, and whatnot, and, um, part of the issue, uh, that makes reinspections challenging is sometimes you get into a pissing contest. Uh, with, you know, well, the seller says it's right. Okay, well, nobody else in the entire world says it's right. Mm-hmm. You know? um, that is true. So, and of course, you know, I don't hear that. I only hear that through the agent Agents, typically. Agents, yeah. Because nobody calls calls us hardly ever. That's um, true. You know, to, to Even though I encourage out. it. Uh, yeah. No, they know. prefer to fight with me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, you know, and I talk about this in the classes that we do that, you know, um, I had one where they just, the agent and the seller and the contractor was the same person, you know, flip house and whatnot. So agent, seller and contractor, that's yeah. a disaster. Yeah. 
Yeah, did all the work himself, his house. Yeah, concussion for disaster. And it was a train wreck. It was an absolute disaster. Yeah. And he called the agent screaming. Yep. And she's like, I really thought he was going to call. He's like, he ain't going to call me. If he's screaming at you, he's not going to call me because he can't prove to you Mm -hmm. that I'm wrong. Right. You know, so he's just trying to intimidate you into thinking that I'm wrong without actually being able to prove to you that I'm wrong because he knows I'm right. And not saying that we're always right. I've been wrong. It's okay to be wrong. Um, but typically when people take to screaming, it's because they can't support their, their stance. Yeah. They can't support what they're defending. That's true. Um, they're just they're mad just, at they that go point. to intimidation. Yeah. So, That's true. Um, so those are the fun ones. You know, and <laughs> but that's why I do what I do. And you yeah. do what you do. And uh, I leave exactly. all that to you. And there's times I'm like, you can no longer talk to me. I need you to email me. Yeah. Yeah, because you've had a few where, uh, you know, it became untenable. Yes, I did. Yes. And I had to be like, I need you to stop communicating with me over the yeah. phone. I'm yeah. going to need you to start emailing me. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you start having paper trails <laughs> like, please email me. Yeah. Yeah, we had that. Do not dial my phone number. <laughs> One, um, and, you know, because the agent ended up calling me. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. I've never seen a report like this. I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. You know, well, back in my day, you know, we only had one page reports. And I said, back in my day, uh, we didn't even do inspections. I don't understand why we do an inspection. Yeah. I don't understand either. But yeah. I mean, we get, we're getting them done. Yeah. And this isn't like this is new from like last year. You know, right. This has been going on for, for a while now. Um, yeah. But yeah. That one. I think uh, this particular yeah. realtor took a yeah. long hiatus. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think he, no, like before. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like so, you haven't never yeah. seen an inspection. Oh, okay. We got an inspection last year. I don't understand why all this stuff's on there. I don't. I don't understand hey, this, either. This, this wasn't on there last year. <laughs> that's because you didn't do one last year. <laughs> that's that's what I think. Is it right? <laughs> I think there was no one done last right. year. Yeah, no. yeah. So it's always it's always in, in interesting dealing with, you know. Yeah. But different people. And it, it takes a special person to do real estate, yeah. I think. It does. It does. Because you've got to be able to manage all that. Yeah. Uh, and because there's so many personalities in real estate. Oh, and my it's God. The extremes. I am never know? so happy for psychology class than I am when I started real estate. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is why I took psychology. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why this is working for me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Seriously. Yep. You got, you got people on one side that think that they're, you know, HGTV agents. Yeah. And then you got people on the other side who's like, man, I wouldn't trust you to sell my lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you have and, to be Satan and all that. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's everything in between. Um, and man, it's just a wide. Yeah. And when you've had a market like we've had over the last three years where you stick a sign in the ground and it's gone in a day. Yeah. That's basically what people, it, Yeah, right? you do. You do. So, and the same is true for home inspectors. You know, I mean, this isn't just for agents. This this is the same thing, you know, in the industry-wide. You know, anything that's attached to the real estate industry is the same thing. You know, whether it's lenders, whether it's inspectors, whether it's the, you know, uh, agents, whatever it is, mm-hmm. title companies, um, it's, it's the same same type, you know, same spectrum of, of people that you're dealing with, I just think. just different, you know, what industry. they carry is different. Yeah, you know? different industry, but same <laughs> so, kind of personalities. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, because you got home inspectors that are uh, uh, got that God complex. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know more than everybody else, so therefore, when I say the grass isn't the right shade of green, um, it's going in the report. Yeah, you know, um, I think I, I think that. that was the one I did. It was a reinspection for you where the original inspection he wrote up they needed a shed. Yeah, a shed in the backyard. They wrote that up. Yeah. 
didn't have like, one, what? recommend a shed. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. why. I from that all the way down to inspector. not knowing what. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And from those guys all the way down to the ones that don't know uh, how to work a tape measure, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. That's what pandemic does to us. It's, it's Everybody right. comes out the woodwork. That's right. Like that's right. So, and I think, you know, as we move forward, um, things stabilize. We get back to a normal market. Uh, you know, it'll be tough for a couple months, you know, six months, eight months. Yeah. As those people start to weed themselves out, then their buyers and clients will start filling into the people who are. Yeah, I agree. Here. I had this conversation uh, at the beginning of the year with a colleague of mine. And I was like, hey, there's a lot of us out here. And I don't think all of us are going to be there again. No. The pandemic, right? And um, we, we agreed. And then we sat around and kind of listened to everybody else talk. And we start hearing the same thing. I was yeah. like, oh, all of us are on the same page. Yeah, yeah. we we know some of us are not going to be here. Because yeah. of the fact that some of us don't know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. We just got to came in and it was already done for us. Right. So it's, it's like a done for us situation. Yeah. So everybody just kind of was like, well, it's already done for me. So I'll yeah. get through. And then you, you get through. But then when the tough is tough and you don't have the experience <laughs> and the knowledge, then you yeah. kind of realize that. Hey, I don't really know what I'm doing. And you're always going to have those people that stumble through, as I call them, accidentally successful, right? You know, those those are the favorite ones. Yeah, you know, like, a lot of those. So, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> those are going to uh, stick around. Fortunately, unfortunately, you know, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to ever see anybody lose their job or, or whatnot. But, um, but it, it is a natural cycle of of weeding, weeding out, out. You know, yeah. um, the and that's not just this industry; that's every industry. Um, you know, you go through cycles where everything gets bloated, everybody's in there, everybody rushes to it, and then it leans out, and then the industry itself gets lean. Yeah. So, um, you know, then you get those people around, that. like we have now, like, hey, what was it like back in 08? You know? Right? <laughs> you, I was what did there, you so do? I, I have to ask questions. <laughs> That's right. That's right. How'd you make it through that? You know? Right. So then you become that person. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So when you first started in the real estate, um, going from the medical world, um, mm-hmm. Real estate is built on your sphere of influence. Uh, mm-hmm. So how did you navigate that? How how were you able to really build? Good question. I have right. good ones every now and then. <laughs> I know, right? So, yeah, being from Jamaica, I don't know a lot of people. And Jamaicans have a trust issue, just so the whole world knows. I figured that out last week. <laughs> oh, you did? Good <laughs> you, job. You kind of picked that up. <laughs> pick one, pick up on that. Yeah, Jamaicans are very, very inclusive. Um, they're very picky with who they call friends and colleagues and all of that. So to be a friend is a pretty big deal because we don't have a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I had the challenge. Well, I can't say it's a challenge because I think I have a pretty good personality and I like mm-hmm. to talk a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I ended up that this is how I, I built my sphere of influence. It's just by being myself, really. Um, just talking to people and being honest and genuine and just being transparent, right? right? Just just networking um, is really how I did that and just really just finding a place that I felt I was being valued and then where I can build value. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've started out with a couple different companies that I won't name. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can believe them out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I did not feel like I could build value there. Right. And with 
my personality and then strong cultural views and experiences kind of made it a little bit hard to do that. So I kind of shop around so I figure out where I could do that. And I think where I'm at right now, I can I can do that on um, along with my personality. So that's really how I started out, you know, really bringing people into my circle. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good answer. Good, good, good. <laughs> well, awesome. Um, I don't want to keep you too long. I know you got phone calls mm, to make. Um, you know, and you know, Courtney's got stuff to do. I'm sure. Yeah, Courtney. I'm sure you want to kick me out now. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she's twenty Is minutes today behind. Just bully Courtney Day. Well, bully's a strong word. Uh, that's a strong word. This is like anti-bullying month, so we don't do that in this in this yeah. company here. Mm, so, yes, okay. we have well, a strong HR department that yeah. Yeah. advises. I'm, I'm looking at it. <laughs> it's the trash can, by the way. <laughs> oh. So, well, I appreciate you coming in. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it was a good conversation. Very good. If people want to reach out to you, how do they do that? Um, I am on Facebook, Instagram, and various other like TikTok and Snapchat. I think I probably have every single one, and it's just my name, Latoya Perkins. Nothing special. Yeah. TikTok. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm special. <laughs> just a That's but right. um, just Latoya Perkins. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, we've ventured into TikTok world. Yeah, um, I don't understand it, but we're there. So I get my kids. I mean, to I post watch videos. Video. My kids yeah. are like, "Do you approve?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We post videos, but um. But, like, I don't understand, like, really the purpose of TikTok. You know, yeah. it makes me feel bad for our future. Yes, as it a does. society. And then we, <laughs> as the older people are on TikTok, just makes it seem a little more even weirder. Yeah, yeah. When all your videos are... Uh, dogs what, and cats. Dogs and cats or, you know, what, what are those videos called where they, uh, you know, snap yeah. their fingers and they're in costumes. Oh, the, like, transition ones? The transition ones, yes. Yeah. Yes, like, grown people just spending yeah. all day making transition videos. The entire videos. day. That video took the yeah. I'll say this out of jealousy because they're probably making money that I'm not. They, so. they make a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. yeah. I just don't have this. So it's just out of jealousy. That's 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 all <laughs> this is. It's just jealousy, you know, that I'm going to spend my week in the crawl space and they're Listen, making Listen, what videos. you should do is take a video of you before you get in the crawl space. And then, like, when you get out, that's a transition right <laughs> that's there. That's a transition. Like, that's you a transition. That. That's right. <laughs> The transition right there. Don't yeah. even have to work that hard. It ain't take you all day. You actually did that all day, so you might as well. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming in, yeah, and uh, we'll have to do this again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thanks.